What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the New Evangelicals podcast. It is great to have you here with me. On this episode of the show, I have Will, who runs uh, an Instagram account called Heretical Theology. Will is an atheist, but he did not start out that way. Will actually started out as a very, very devout Christian in the fundamentalist movement and then eventually progressed into more, I would say, mainstream uh, Christian circles, and then eventually deconstructed himself out of that into atheism. So on this episode, I really just wanted Will to come on to share his story. So if you're looking for a, uh, a big debate versus, yeah, the Christian versus the atheist and me sharing uh, a video saying Christian owns atheist, you're not going to see it here. That is just not my style. I respect Will. I appreciate his viewpoints. And yes, obviously him and I have major disagreements, which we talk about, but that doesn't mean that we can't have a respectful conversation, especially one of listening. And as the host of this podcast, my job is to bring guests to you to make you think and just um, give you a different perspective on life. So listen, I'm not here to tell you that the Christian faith is a sham and you should be an atheist now. You all know that I don't think that. Um, I'm still a committed Jesus person. However, we should always be willing to listen to other sides. So that's what today is all about. That being said, quick announcement, we officially hit 1,000 downloads, which is awesome. So thank you everyone so much for downloading this podcast, for sharing it. If, Of course, if you can give me a review and uh, even a little written review, that would be a humongous help. I can't express to you all how much it means to me and also how much it helps um, this podcast out, especially because it is so new. So don't forget to give us a like or a rating or whatever and share this episode. Of course, if you like the show, make sure you're subscribed. All right, enough of self-promotion. Here is my interview with Will. I hope you all enjoy it. I will talk to you soon. All right. Hey, uh, Will, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the New Evangelicals podcast. It is great to have you. Thanks for making time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I know that you probably told your your quote unquote origin story, your superhero origin story, <laughs> several times <laughs> now. But I just for the sake of like our foundational uh, conversation, can you just give us like like the big picture? You know, where where were you a couple of years ago? Where are you now? And then I, I want to dig into some of this. All right. So I was I accepted Christ according to my mother when I was seven in an okay. old school Methodist church. Okay. Uh, wooden pews, stained glass windows, cornfields uh-huh. all around it. Uh, no AC. That was you know, classic, right? Definitely. Um, I definitely started following Christ when I was 14 though. And, uh, during actually during an abstinence camp, because it was, it was a, you know, promoted by a church and that's what they do. They promote, they preach the gospel and I had Jesus tap me on the shoulder. He's like, Hey, are you done screwing around chasing girls? Or are you going to start chasing me? I'm like, all right, fantastic. Sure. I worry God in my head and everything. And then, so finally after that, so I was going to this fundamentalist church and um, Bible preaching church. Uh, it was very, uh, very regimental. I don't want to say militaristic, but it was very regimental. And long, long, long story short, we ended up taking a trip down here to Florida to visit my brother. He goes to this mega church and we felt called to this church. Uh, that's a huge story in of itself. And we literally quit our jobs. I had a business photography business. I was just starting to get repeat business from brides because I did a lot of wedding photography and graphic design work. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife had two part-time jobs working for University of Dayton and also Sinclair uh, there in Dayton. And we we quit those, moved a thousand miles to here in Melbourne, Florida to not even, not even be on staff just to serve at this church because we knew God wanted us to, we had no jobs lined up. We had a place lined up because our our parents bought a condo down here. We were renting, renting from them. Uh, but so we, we made that move and uh, a couple months later, God provided, <laughs> I ended up being a, a pretty nice job, uh, at a tech defense company. And so, uh, after that started asking a lot of questions, I learned how to, I basically deconstructed my fundamentalism mm. at this church and learned how to love people. Uh, so a lot of people like to say, well, you're never truly a Christian if you're a fundamentalist. I'm like, well, there might be something to that, but there was also like five years where I was definitely not a fundamentalist. So I was an evangelical. Um, but uh, my wife started having doubts and issues uh, for various reasons. Uh, that started freaking me out. Uh, pretty much determined that my wife was an atheist while I was still a very hardcore believer. I just was like, I'm going to be that guy with, with an unbelieving wife. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. <laughs> and she'll be uh, sanctified through me. 
<laughs> well, I knew and it was weird. Like I didn't really have that perspective. I'm just like, yeah. I had no expectations. I'm like, okay, this is a situation I'm in and right. what happens happens. And right, right. I'm still going to love my wife no matter what. Yep. Um, love but, that. uh, in order to support her, you know, I tried loving her as much as I could. And I had a lot of questions on my own. Hmm. I had already been doing, uh, Bible devotions every single day for the last several years. Um, and, and keep in mind, like, in, in my, I, I've led uh, over a hundred people to Christ. We're talking about full grown soldiers while I was in the U S military. We're talking a lot of high school teenage kids. Uh, when I worked at the summer camp, the absence camp that I will say that I, I was actually a camp counselor over there Wow. Uh, for four years. Um, you know, great people actually, by the way, who runs that thing, just saw them a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it was great. Um, but, uh, going back to Florida, you know, had all these questions. I was being groomed to be a pastor. Um, I, just missed the first uh, slot for school ministry, which was a, a two and a half year program. I literally just moved there. So they're like, we don't really know this guy. So we, we want to give him some time, which makes sense. Right. And then the pastors are training me to get ready for the school ministry. And I didn't even apply because I was having so many questions. Hmm. Um, I was still leading a lot of different, like this is like a big church, like a church of 10,000 people. And I was still leading like Bible studies and uh, discipleship programs. Uh, Dave Rancy uh, financial peace class. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I started a running group. Um, but, uh, long, long story short was having questions, started looking to the history of the Bible. Mm. I wanted to know who the person of Jesus was. Mm. And so I kind of like, who is Jesus? Like, I want to know who he was on a personal level. Right. And, uh, that, that got me to really searching to see what biblical scholars are actually saying about him. Mm. and how much the Bible can actually be trusted in that, in that sense. Mm -hmm. And that led me to a very deep downward spiral to a point where I believed in Jesus. I'd already deconstructed hell. I'd already deconstructed uh, the old Testament. Mm. Uh, those were, and I'm using the word deconstructed before I even knew what the word deconstructed was. So it's kind of anachronistic for me to say that. Mm. Um, then uh, it was just me and Jesus. I had no idea who Jesus was. Uh, I just knew that he was, you know, a, a, a mythical person. I, mm. I, I, no, that's not the right word to use. He was, he was a more than human person to mm. me. Okay. And I wanted to, I was going to follow his teachings and I believed <clears throat> he was in some short sort of way, God or a deity. And I eventually uh, lost faith in that uh, because I did not believe we had reason to believe that. Hmm. Um, and if he wants to change my mind, he, you know, I've had quote unquote visions before in the past. I've hmm. heard his voice. I thought in the past Yeah. and there was many dark, uh, lonely nights, not hmm. to get too dramatic, but yeah. very tearful nights where I was pleading for him to be as real as, uh, to me as possible. Hmm. And I was met with silence. Hmm. So then I started looking at the probability is, is it more likely that these stories about Jesus were, made up not necessarily lied about but were they made up uh right. or is it likely that jesus you know the lord liar lunatic thing that c.s lewis likes to say uh -huh, uh -huh. you know or all these legends made about him and right. we're literally have this romanticized idea of who jesus is and that's why i can never call myself a christian and i was pretty much an atheist by that point too i didn't even know i didn't know it um but i did become I, and i was spoken atheist about a month later and that all happened in 2019 that's one year. Yeah. So when I started really seeking out questions and started to learn who the, who the individual person of Jesus was, that started all happening in January. Cause I was like, my, my new year's resolution was to try to figure out who Jesus was. I want to sure. know this person intimately. Sure. And actually my faith grew quite a bit in 2019. This is mm. kind of ironic. Like the deconstruction of my faith led to my faith increasing. Right. Um, because I basically had faith in Jesus, not necessarily the Bible, not necessarily in apologetics, not necessarily in, yeah. in reason, mm -hmm. but this, this, um, I won't call it radical or, or reasonable, but it definitely wasn't reasonable, mm. but just this, this faith in this idea that I love Jesus mm. and that, that also evaporated. So just for sake of our conversation, when you say atheism, I'm kind of learning a little bit more and more as I dig into this, that just like how the term Christian can mean a lot of different things, atheism has some flexibility to it as well. How would you define atheism for, for, for you? So atheism is, it is a lack of a belief in a God or gods. Okay. Period. Period. That's it. Um, I used to believe that an atheist made the assertion that a God did not exist. Right. Um, I, I later learned that that's 
not the case. Um, I think there might be some definitions out there that actually does say that, but most atheists don't actually make that claim. So like if you read Richard Dawkins, he doesn't make that claim at all. Right. Um, I, I am a level six atheist. (laughs) So there's that scale of theism as a, like God absolutely certainly exists as a one. And then God does not exist as a seven. I'm a six. Okay. So what would be a seven for you? Uh, a seven would be, well, as, as soon as you assert that God does not exist, you then need to have your evidence for that claim. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Does that see. make sense? Yes. So yes. if if you're an atheist who, in which most people are, are, are relying on reason and science, yeah. you, as soon as you make that statement that God does not exist, okay, cool story. Back up your claim for, for this, for that, for that statement. And it's, it's highly, highly improbable that God exists in my opinion. Yes. Yes. But I also can't prove that either. I understand that. Um, who is the one of the big names in atheism? He passed away. Um, he does a lot of debates. Who is it? Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought I'm Stephen Hawking. Um, no. Oh, oh, Hitchens. Hitchens. He makes that. He that's pretty much what he says. Is like I'm. You know, I'm saying that like it, it's improbable that God does exist. But I'm not here. The burden of proof isn't on me. It's on you. Is pretty much what he says. Mm-hmm. I've watched quite a few of his his engagements and stuff. So that, that that helps me for this conversation because I feel like sometimes in and you know this because you grew up in it in Christian culture. You just have like this view of an atheist who's just like, we're going to destroy God. And you know, like God definitely doesn't exist. And you know, but really I found that a lot of my friends who are atheists are much more like, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that, that really I don't see any evidence for God as existing. And therefore I'm going to say it's probable that he doesn't exist, you know? So that, that makes a little more sense. So I get that. It's also kind of kind of self defeating if you say you want to try to kill something that you also don't think exists. <laughs> That's a good point. So let me ask you this because I, you mentioned that um, <laughs> it sounds like, and tell me if I'm wrong, of course, that one of the big threads that really started unraveling things for you was uh, was looking at the Bible and like the um, if the Bible was was. Um, um, reliable, right? And this is uh, mm-hmm. something that I think Bart Ehrman had a similar journey, it sounds like, right? He grew up evangelical, and as he did his digging, he's like, actually, I don't think that this is, you know, maybe as legit as we think. Is that Was that one of the main things that that, that, that started unraveling, or were, were there other thoughts and questions that started really doing it for you? So, Ehrman was probably, he, he, he taught me about the unreliability of, of the Bible, because I believed that it was inerrant. And then I was like, well, maybe it's not inerrant. Maybe it's just infallible. It, or at least we can get true from it. It wasn't right. until I, I learned about Ehrman that yes, <clears throat> we have severe reasons why we should doubt. Right. Um, before that though, it was actually Trump to be honest with you. So back in 2016, so Ehrman was all in 2019, mm, but right. back in 2016, uh, when the church was so at the mouth over Trump, oh, you know, not, not to get too political or whatever. It's like, go ahead. I, I like to say that, you know, I, I don't want to get political. I don't really care if you vote, vote for Trump or not, which is a lot because I do, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like when, when he was the nominee, I'm like, well, this is going to be really interesting because the church doesn't have a candidate. So I wonder what's going to happen. And right. then like when they start filming at the mouth over Trump, I'm like, what the fuck is happening to the church? Yeah. Like as a yeah. Christian, I was thinking that like, totally. I'm in the, twi- I'm in the freaking twilight zone here. What is happening? Yep. And it was, it was, it was so crazy. So that's when that created a huge chasm between me and the church. Yeah. And so now I was at that woke liberal, uh, Christian <laughs> yeah, Marxist who, who, socialist, whatever, who actually yeah. liked the refugees and right. actually cared about the, the the, right. the people fleeing, you know, from war torn countries totally. and stuff. Totally, so yeah. bizarre. Well, you know what? I mean, it's interesting because that was also a big watershed moment for me as well. In fact, on my old podcast, I have almost every other episode is me just ranting and 2016 through 2020 about how can the church like be bowing the knee at a guy like this and supporting him. Um, and that's honestly, that's why I, that was one of the main catalysts of why I launched the new evangelicals. Like, okay, mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't so much, you know, or maybe uh, the direction that you took, but for me, it was like, okay, we have to read, we have to rethink all of this because something is really wrong when I'm in this faith movement and thinking, guys, are we all crazy? And they're telling me that I'm the crazy one, that I'm the socialist. Right. So I, I understand that. So, so, so the Bible was a big one for you. And like, was that the beginning of just like, okay, so between this Trump thing and now the Bible's not reliable that 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 does it for me is that safe to say or was there more to it no it so there there wasn't any one thing that that's the thing it's like okay. i would say that the re, the the unreliability of the bible <clears throat> was probably the the biggest 
and one of the first cracks in the dam. Mm. And there are thousands of cracks. Okay. Okay. Is that, does that make sense? It does. It does. I, I yeah. Think what so I, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. And because there's, there's different things I was worrying about during different stages. And yes, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Cause like when, when I, when I already realized that, well, I can't rely on the Bible for my faith. A lot of Christians are like, well, of course you need to rely on faith. I'm like faith and faith. Like, oh, no, not faith and faith, but like, no faith in, in God and experiences. I'm like, that's, that doesn't make much sense to me. So mm. then, then, that, then I started looking into it like more philosophically. And that's when I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's when you get into the problem of pain of, you know, of suffering and evil. And, yeah. and, and despite what John Cooper, a skillet might say, <sighs> Hey, I have read, I've read a few freaking books, John. Okay. He did a podcast with Felisa Childers since it was, okay. it was so, oh, was I can so only imagine already. <laughs> so cringe. And I love, I still freaking listen to Scott. I'm like, John, dude, have me on your podcast. I won't be an asshole. I promise. I can right. talk to you right. about my experience. You don't have right. to like say all these false things about me. Anyways. Yes, yes, yes. Or not about me, the, the, the deconstructing community. Mm. But, and so, it's like, yeah, I mean, I understood how God, you know, can, can coexist with, with pain and suffering. I'm like, he causes, you know, causes good and he causes calamity. Like mm. he does whatever he wants. That's in the Bible. Like, I get that. Like that wasn't difficult for me. But then once the Bible was no longer my source of reasoning, I'm right. like, okay, well, is God benevolent? Well, he can't be if he, if he's in control of all things. Mm. I'm like, all right, well, is is he worth worshiping then if he's not in charge of all things and he's not benevolent? Right. Um, right. Um, okay. Well, maybe there's this still this health thing, but then again, I'm not entirely sure this healthy thing exists because this whole health thing exists because of the Bible. And even when we look at the Bible historically and textually, I'm like, I'm pretty sure hell's not actually what we think hell is actually like. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about Gehenna and, and yeah. Sheol and stuff. Totally. And I'm like, and I'm like, hell is no different. Hell, I basically believe that hell is annihilation, which is no different from what atheists believe. It's basically lights out. You're done. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, so, all right, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in hell anymore. And so now it's just me and Jesus. This is, this is cool. I, I'm like, but now, now what's the point? Mm. Am, am I just trying to live a good philosophically sound life? Yeah. Um, and then oh, I was going somewhere else with that too, but it's just like, it, it just became unnecessary. And I'm putting, I've put all this effort into this, into this relationship with Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I would have never told you it was a religion. I've always told, <laughs> told people, hey, this yes. is a straight up relationship. Right. I did right. not make a, I did not make a single decision unless I prayed about it. I mean, okay, not every decision, but pretty much every decision I made was based <laughs> upon how does this promote the glory of God and the gospel to make disciples. Totally. That, that was, that was what I lived and died for. Yeah. And, and then I realized, I'm like. I've had a couple interesting experiences, hmm. but nothing that couldn't really be rationalized outside of, you know, psychological things has happened to me hmm. and nothing that is an experience outside of what other people from other religions have also experienced. Hmm. And that's, you no, know, that's why I turned my, my, my skeptical thinking cap. And I'm like, is this possible? I'm literally just making all this crap up. Hmm. And, and then that's why I started thinking about like, you know, who Jesus was. I'm like, who, who is this guy? And I'm like, we cannot know who this Jesus was. The gospels are not a reliable source for a historical Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is presuming a Jesus existed. I do believe a Jesus existed. Okay. I'm not, I'm not full mythicist. Right. Richard Carrier makes some pretty damn good arguments. Hmm. Um, but it like, does seem think, though that, that yeah. like, uh, that most, I think even most, um, like critical scholars would agree that some form of Jesus existed in some kind of form though. Right. Like I think Correct. he's more, he's more on the outside of that, of that viewpoint, whoever you just, you just cited a second ago. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then there's some great debates about it. Like, mm. uh, so Ehrman debated, uh, uh, Robert Price and Matt Del Hante actually moderated that, uh, hands down Ehrman won. Um, it's, you know, he, but Richard Carrier, he, he's a little bit different. Um, okay. he, I, I read his book and yeah, I read his one textbook and his knowledge of history and the, and the amount of facts that he puts in there blows anything I've read by Ehrman combined out of the water. Like mm. it was phenomenal. I'm wow. like, I've been studying this stuff for several years now, mostly through Ehrman and, and to other scholars. I have not sure. heard any of this stuff before. Huh. And it was, it was so fascinating. I did find his conclusion to be very weak and I already knew what it was going to be, but I listened to all, I listened mm-hmm. to all, but all the other pages, yep. I'm like, okay, I already know where he's going with this. He's going to go to Paul 
knowing Peter and James. And that's exactly what it was. Spoiler. <laughs> and he basically has to rely on Paul lying. Like, should we trust this guy? I'm like, right. I'm like, right. I mean, I, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, got I do you. think, I do think Paul was mentally unstable. Hmm. I think that's a, there's a very strong case for that. And, but I don't, I don't believe we have reason to think that he was lying. We already have like the author of acts lying for him. So right. I don't, he's already correcting the situation saying like who he saw and who he did not see. Uh, mm. So if we're going to believe him on those things, we need to believe him on who he actually saw. So here's a question for you. So I'm thinking about like your, you said maybe five minutes ago now, it's a little farther back, but I, I want to rewind because I, I want to figure out why um, for you, it was not even so much like leaving Christianity to maybe just like a deist perspective or even like not agnostic perspective, but more of just this atheist perspective. Because for example, you mentioned a couple minutes ago that, you know, this idea of like, you know, well, if God is, is causing good and bad, like that's problematic, which of course I totally agree with you on it is problematic. But we, and you know this too, there are other positions, even in the Christian faith that would hold to a view that, well, no, God is not uh, a Calvinist ultimately playing both sides of the chessboard, you know, damning some and whatever. So for you, like, what was it that made it was like, okay, I'm not going to be, it's not agnostic. I'm not a deist. There's, I'm going to believe that probably there's most likely nothing out there going on besides the natural world. So a big thing is my, my former apologetics as a Christian, I had already written everything else off as impossible. Hmm. So like <laughs> wow, looking at, looking at, looking at Islam, looking at, you know, Buddhism and which Buddhism has been really interesting as an atheist, by the way, it's, it's, Isn't I have it? a complete, completely different perspective on it now as an atheist than I did as a Christian. It's really Isn't fascinating. It a very atheistic religion in a sense. Like the idea I mean, of like you are it. Yeah. I mean, so I've read two books by the Dalai Lama so far and, mm. or about him at least one was about him. One was about him. Okay. And it, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, I mean, they believe in like, you know, reincarnation and other spiritual things. So I should sure. like, eh, Whatever, and they and they use these really good sound arguments, hmm. but then they believe they, they support these spiritual aspects, or these spiritual aspects to support these arguments. I'm like, hmm. why? It's, it's not necessary. Like, it's just good stuff. Like, anyway, so that's a little question. Best not answering your question, but like, so when I, when I look at these different areas of Christianity, I'm just kind of like, again, it's just unnecessary. I mean, if if I'm gonna believe in a God who wants to have a relationship with me, I'm here. I want to actually have a relationship with me. Um, if he can have, you know, a, a firsthand account with Moses, if he can have a personal relationship with Elijah, if he can, you know, talk to all these other prophets, why not me? Hmm. Here I am. I'm, I'm, if he wants to save me from this hell, if that hell exists, right. or if he wants to have a purposeful meaning relationship with me, let's, let's, let's do it. I'm, I, I needed that. And there was nothing there, hmm. absolutely nothing. And and so we like we can have this you know ethereal belief of a god up in the sky somewhere. Sure. But at the point, I'm just kind of like I don't see a purpose in that. Hmm. Whereas I can look at a secular humanist perspective and easily see how beneficial that is for society without the religious baggage. And so it's, it's just like, I, I just don't see a point. And I, I tell people every, every time people ask me this, you know, it's like, I am, I'm still open to God coming down here or Jesus coming down here and saying, Hey, Will, it's me. I, I I'm Jesus. I'm like, okay, Jesus, one second. Don't go anywhere. Let me get my camera. Let me grab some people. Let's film this shit. Okay. We're going to have some questions for you. I got right. a lot of questions. I'm for going you. IG live. <laughs> okay. But even then, even then, like, let's just say like God is pops. Right. He, he makes himself known to every single person. That doesn't mean I'm going to worship this God. Hmm. It means like, okay, we, we now know a God exists, but just because a guy exists, doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to bend the knee to this God. Like there needs to be a reason why we should quote unquote worship this God or love this God. Right. Okay. I Are you looking to save time and money earning your college degree? Then join thousands of others who earn online college credits with Study.com. Our online courses are self-paced and offer transferable credit that's widely accepted by colleges and universities across the country. Plus, you can start right now. We partner with over 1,500 colleges and universities to make it easy for you to transfer your Study.com credits and get closer to completing your degree. 
Visit study.com today to learn more about our affordable and flexible online college courses and get the degree you need to succeed in today's competitive job market. Go to study.com slash CX and use coupon code SAVER to get 30% off your first month. Study.com, the smarter, faster way to earn college credit. Study.com slash CX, coupon code SAVER to get 30% off your first month. El drama de los impuestos ya empezó. Ya no, porque Boost Mobile te da gratis un Samsung Galaxy A23 5G cuando te cambias y con el poder de las redes 5G más grandes del país. No más drama. ¿Qué será de mí? Cámbiate a Boost y llévate un Samsung Galaxy A23 5G gratis. Oferta por tiempo limitado, solo nuevos clientes disponible en ciertas redes. El servicio 5G no está disponible en todas partes. Un dispositivo por línea excluye impuestos. Aplican restricciones adicionales. Visita una tienda para detalles. That's the sound of me prepping the grill with Reynolds Wrap. And the sound of me not doing dishes. And the sound of me spending more time outside with my family. Easy prep, cook and clean. Make time with Reynolds Wrap. I like the sound of that. All that. So let's let's play um, a, a, a fun game. I'm going to be the the fundamentalist like Christian, games. throwing the typical lines that I've heard thrown at atheists, and I'll let you just swing away. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just give you the softballs, and you can just right out of the park. All right. All right. So let's see the first one. Uh, but uh, but will I mean if there's no God to give you ultimate morality, where do you get morality <laughs> from? I don't get it. Why don't you want to just kill people all the time? How does that work? All right, go ahead, will. Well, first off, I was, uh, there's not a whole lot of secular humanists out there killing people. Uh, for the, for those who want to cite Solon and Mal, like, yes, they were technically atheists, but they're also, you know, totalitarian communists. So right. that that's what dictated their morality. And the other thing is like, as an atheist, um, so it's, it's all right. I'm going to give, give two quick answers. Great. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to try again. Two quick answers. <laughs> One quick answer is for a Christian, God dictates everything. Like if you're if you're a believer in this God who's omnipresent, uh, omnipotent, like you literally cannot escape this God. He is like North Korea dictator on steroids. You cannot. He is 1984 thought crime everything. You cannot escape this God. So literally any any decision you make is going to be influenced quote unquote by this God or, or this God's going to have an opinion on it. Okay. With an atheist, this is like there's no God. Okay, so I don't have that influence. It's it's really weird. Like that that vacuum opening up. It was mm. it was super strange. My yeah. wife and I had some very interesting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but but I also asked that person, do you like to be punched in the face? Like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. Believe it or not, I don't like to be punched in the face either. Now, I'm not gonna punch you in the face because I know how that makes me feel. And I'll, I'll like use Fight Club as an example. Unless you're a person of Fight Club, you're probably not going to be punched in the face, which I would think would probably correlate to about 99% of the people on the earth. Hmm. We can probably unanimously agree it's not a good idea to punch people <clears throat> in the face. Hmm. Did I need a God to tell me that? Hmm. No. Sorry, Jesus. Turn the cheek. Now, do we need, need a <clears throat> God to say turn the cheek? Maybe. But is there a purpose to turn the cheek? It's a little extreme for me for my taste. So instead of just, hey, instead of turning cheek, I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm going to walk away because I don't want to retaliate against this person. And that's more of a Buddhist perspective. Mm. Another boost, and another thing, by the way, that whole golden rule was originally from uh, Confucianism, which was then adopted by Buddhism, which was then adopted by Jesus. Mm. So it, that doesn't originate from Jesus, by the way. Fair enough. Although he did kind of like take that from Judaism too, which was which is still later than, than Confucianism. But anyways... Sorry, I'm getting on a rant here. No, you're good. Um, So my morality comes from the law of empathy. Uh, If I don't want to be treated this way, I'm going to presume that person doesn't want to be treated that way. And because I know not everyone is like me, I'm going to try to treat them better than myself. Okay, got it. Let's take that one step deeper, okay? Okay. At this point, I'm really just kind of curious myself to hear your answers because I'm thinking about this as well, kind of in real time here. So I thought I had was, um, okay, like one of the big critiques that a lot of us have, especially in the Bible, is that, you know, this this God is telling people to go kill other people and wipe out civilizations. If there is no God, right, and that was just from from humanity's mind, then like, you know, how do, like, what do, where's that coming from? Is that just because of selfish reasons? Is that just because, you know, people just want to kill people? Because you're saying that your law is empathy, which I, I think is great. And I would agree with, but obviously we know that not, that not everyone sees it that way throughout human history or even in the world now. Right. 
So like, what do we do with that? Because I, I think as a Christian, I could say, well, that's, you know, that's sin or whatever it would be. I'm really, you know, doing really broad, uh, broad strokes here, but <laughs> you, you get my point. But for an atheist, like, what, what do you say that is? Like, oh, they're just selfish. Like, there's just, I don't know. That's just how they are. I mean, I do believe people are selfish. I, mm. I, it's, I, I mean, I want to do good. I want to myself. I want to take care of myself. Right. Right. Like, but at the exact same time, I know I also know I'm one person now, seven billion people. <laughs> right. So if I if I give the middle finger to all seven billion people, that's not going to be good for me. Right. Right. <laughs> so I there's gotcha. yeah. there there's some uh, there's there's some give, give and take here. It's it's uh, mm, you yeah, know um, especially with the more more inner circle, the more you interact with people, it's like yeah. being altruistic makes you feel good. Right. I don't know why. And right. Has something to do with evolutionary things I, i'm sure, not sure, sure. How, how to describe it. i think dawkins talks about that a lot in the right. in the selfish gene i think right <clears throat> but um you know but I, I think going back to what to what you said it's like it's also very relative um so mm. i i'm very egalitarian globally <clears throat> now is is um <clears throat> excuse me I'm, I'm trying to think i think i just lost the the word here um is morality objective Right. Or is it subjective? Right. I would say that it's most definitely subjective. Even as a mm-hmm. Christian, even as a fundamentalist Christian, mm-hmm. I believe it was subjective. Right. You you only got to read the Bible to realize that you know Christianity in itself is very subjective, and that is always changing. Yeah. Now I would have said that God has uh, we can't know what God wants perfectly, but we can try to get to it. As an atheist, it's very similar. Uh, I think we have objective goals that we can try to obtain. But that's going to look different from from different people in different contexts. Hmm. Egalitarianism is just like a way to like reset uh, reset everything because different people in different situations and different countries and different climates and cultures hmm. are going to need different things. Right. And so, right. And, and and morality is is very much linked to happiness and our needs. And so, when our needs are met, we're generally pretty happy. Yeah. That um, makes sense. You know, it's it's amazing how much happier and content I was. You know, working for. Having a forty-hour-a-week job with health benefits, making pretty good money, versus when I was, you know, a starving uh, artist and photographer. Yeah, you know, with no oh, health benefits, yeah. making a lot less than what I was, and working a heck of a lot more. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like it was "quote unquote" fulfilling, right? But trust me, it's like nine, <laughs> ten times out of ten, I'm going to pick the, <laughs> the nine to five. Totally, that's just I for me personally because right. I wasn't very good at running a business. No, I get that. And so, but, but again, like if you take a, a successful photographer and give them the skills that they need to do that yeah. for them, that makes them happy mm-hmm. for the person who has other desires and does not want all that stress. Like <laughs> that is going to be a completely different thing. So yeah. that's subjective, but the, the goal is still objective. Yeah. Like that is to bring happiness and, and, and equality to all people. Okay. That makes sense. I appreciate answering that. All right, let's do another one. These are fun. Uh, let's see. Okay. But uh, Will, if you're an atheist now, where do you get your purpose in life? I mean, isn't your life just now meaningless because you're going to die and none of this will ever matter again because you're just slime on the planet who's evolved? <laughs> yeah, right, so these are pretty. These are pretty, pretty, pretty good softball ones. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I actually have more purpose now as a non-Christian. I, I, I am not, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not missing words there. When I was a Christian. Every, I did not live in the present. Everything I did was for the future kingdom to come. Everything I did was for the next life. Hmm. Everything I did as a Christian was to lay crowns at Jesus' feet hmm. and, and, and to get to a quote unquote higher level of heaven, depending upon if people have that doctrine or not, or, sure. you know, but to, to have a better afterlife. Right. <clears throat> as an atheist, the, the Gothist side, as I call it, is, is down. And I'm realizing, okay, not only did I just, kind of waste the last, not necessarily waste, but have the last 20 years of my life being served for someone else. And now I have autonomy back. I'm now I'm like, holy crap, I'm 36 years old. Hmm. Hopefully I've only lived about a third of my life and I got two thirds left and I want to make the most out of that. Hmm. Like, because there may be a natural life. I don't know. I can't prove that. But the thing is, is I know I have this life here and now. Hmm. And did that really freak me out i go scary because i'm like okay i have this life every single breath and every single minute counts Hmm. and it's amazing how much more time i spend meditating now too um just kind of have that peace of mind because if i'm trying to find purpose in every single thing i'm going here and there i'm not i'm not catching anything right but if i just you know chill the f out breathe yeah 
Hey, and, and just know that I have consciousness. That's, that, that's, that's a mind blowing concept right there. Yeah. In this amazing world, yeah. in this culture right here that we live in, right? Like this is, this is a life. Hmm. And I was throwing that away hmm. uh, now for, to serve a God. And, and, and also 10% of my income. I was actually one of those Christians <laughs> of tithes. Yeah. Now it's like, I got my wife in there. I got my two birds. I mean, I got a, well, I'm going to have a nice job here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting yeah. back up again. That's great. I mean, this is, this is it. This is amazing. And I actually love it. And mm. it's a little bit more lonely now because I don't have the social uh, structure that I had before, but it's a lot more honest now. And I'm, I'm a pursuer of truth. Let's continue that little thing, you, that little <clears throat> nugget you just dropped about, about your social life, because that, that's interesting to me. So I'm assuming if you grew up or was in the church world deeply, right, now you have this moment, this this come to Jesus, non-Jesus moment, right, where you're like, okay, um, I'm, this is no longer for me. And honestly, you don't seem like you're... I mean, I don't know you that well, but in this interview, you don't seem very militant. Like, I'm going to destroy my friend's faith now. You know, I'm assuming you're like, yeah, like we, we can coexist. Did you get that from your friends? Do you still have friends who are Christians? Like, how did that all kind of work out? Um, I've, I've learned that people are humans and it doesn't matter what their religion is. It depends upon what type of person they are. Hmm. I've had, you know, I, I encounter atheist assholes. Um, one of the reasons why my accounts on Instagram right now is shadow banned is because an atheist, you know, freaking reported me in one of my stories because I shared one of his comments in my stories and told atheists not to act like this. And then so Instagram reported it. And now I've been shadow banned for over two weeks now, which is a super annoying. Yeah. So then, but when it comes to <clears throat> Christians, you know, it just depends upon the person. Um, some are very fundamentalist. Some people like, I don't talk to a single person from my old church anymore for my fundamentalist church. Like they've, they excommunicated me a long time ago. Right. I would expect um, that coming from, from yeah. a fundamentalist background. There's some people that haven't completely cut ties with me, but they've, 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 uh, unfriended me on Facebook and I definitely don't hear from them anymore. Uh, people from my mega church down here. I still talk to some of them. Uh, one of them actually lives in my community here, uh, that, that I live in. Um, we were actually, we actually had Thanksgiving with them, but we haven't really talked to them very much because we weren't very close with them. Right. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can fix that. But the other thing is, is cause of COVID, like everything shut right. down. Right. It's, it's like we became atheists or I became atheist like a month or two before COVID hit. Right. And now I'm like, I'm trying to, I was actually trying to go on meet up, looking up all these humanist groups and then all of a sudden everything got canceled. Yeah. So that's annoying, but, uh, yeah, different, different Christians respond different ways. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of how empathetic the person is. Yeah, I actually, I think that's a really good point because what you said is so accurate. I have definitely found people respond differently no matter what group they're in. You know, I've had, like you said, I have friends who are on the atheist side and they're, they're nice as pie. And I have some friends who are Christians who I'm like, dude, we got to talk about like your attitude because it sucks. Like you're just on Facebook. You're just, you're that guy that I just can't. Mm -hmm. I can't be around anymore unless something changes, you know, you're, you're mm -hmm. hurting people. So I do find that, that to be true. Um, you know, do you, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like listening to your story and it's really, I mean, it's a very, I'm not going to say unique. I'm sure people have gone through the journey you've gone through, but like it is definitely on, on my end as a still in this Jesus circle. Like I really actually empathize and relate to a lot of, of like the, the questions you're asking mm -hmm. and even some of the, the conclusions, frankly, that, that you've, you've come to, especially around the Bible. I've watched, uh, most recently I watched Bart Ehrman versus Daniel Wallace. Um, that was a great oh, debate. Man. I loved it. There's you two know, of them actually. Oh, okay. So I, I, I've only watched one and I have like an hour left, but man, both of their state, I like debates because they really give you the the perspective of like, wow, at least for me, where I tend to land with that kind of stuff is like, hmm, okay, Bart makes great points. And I'm like, man, Daniel makes great points. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe. I'm just so torn, you know? So I, I really empathize a lot with like, with your journey. So what mm -hmm. do you think like your Instagram account, right? How long, how long ago did, did you start it? Uh, so it would be about almost, so November of 2019. Okay. So year and a half. You have 13,000 followers, which is awesome. Um, I'm a, have you gotten a lot of people in your messages like, hey, I'm, I'm, I was also a Christian at one point and I deconstructed all the way out to atheism. Like what kind of messages do you get on average? All kinds. Yeah. All kinds. Yeah. Um, you know, I get the, uh, but a lot of them is, is just Bible questions. 
a lot of people are asking me like questions that I don't, I, I tell them like, I did not have an answer for this. Right. Like someone was asking me a question about sexuality and, and people being super straight. And I'm like, I, I run a theology page. Right. Like, I, right. I can, I literally cannot, con- I'm a, I'm a heterosexual cisgender white guy. Right. I literally cannot comment to this. Right. Um, I can tell, I can, I can say like, Hey, you know, uh, people are attracted to whoever attracted. And I think we should be careful how we label people. That's literally what I told the person. Right. Right. Um, so one of the things that I've learned a lot about writing this page is if you don't know what you're talking about, don't say anything. Yep. <laughs> like, or, 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 or even better learn. Yes. So I, I've had to learn a lot, like, especially about like, uh, when it comes to, uh, period culture and, you know, gender, like gender has been a huge thing for me to learn and, and just mm-hmm. learning like the correct, uh, the correct verbiage and the correct words, like same pronouns and stuff like that. And, and I don't, I, I would have told myself two years ago that I was woke. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, now it's just like, no, this is, this is good. This is good for me to learn these things. Yes, and yes. if anything, just educate myself. Totally. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I get all sorts of messages and, mm. and, and things like that too. And yeah, it's, it's, it's encouraging um, mm. because it, it, it gives me, it reminds me about why I'm doing what I'm doing, but man, it's, it's also heartbreaking at the same time because, yeah. you know, I, my church was a fundamentalist church, but there's some other people that's gone through some serious crap. And I'm yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Or, or talk to Christians uh, who are so Christians in like a middle Eastern country mm. with a Christian family where Christianity is already like danger zone yep. who are then losing their faith and an atheist that i'm just like wow okay so one you're already on top of the lot for being a christian in that nation right and now you're becoming an atheist within your christian family right. within that muslim nation right yikes what right. what do you do with that right right yep i i i haven't gotten that exact message but i've gotten quite a few stories like you have as well and you're just like Oh my gosh! Like, what? What do I do with this? People, and I find that people, for some reason, I think over DMs and when they're anonymous or more anonymous, they just they share things that they, you know, I'm sure you've gotten. I haven't told anyone this before, but this thing happened. You're like, oh my god! Like, what an honor, and also what a responsibility it is to have people telling you this stuff and handling it. Like you said, kind of always learning. Because I've also found for myself running this account, I've had to ask more questions and say I'm sorry more often because it wasn't intentional, and that if I'm I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But especially when it comes to gender and, you know, correct um, verbiage, um, it's, it's been such a, a learning experience. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. What do you think the future is, Will, of like the Christian church and like, you know, a- atheism coinciding together, right? Because I feel like right now we've really allowed, not we, but like the, the, our two big groups, respectively, they're kind of at war with each other, I feel like. You know, like um, some apologist has a debate with someone, some atheist writes a book, and, you know, all, all, all the of the uh, the soldiers get on Instagram or Facebook and they're just in the comments war. Oh, well you suck. Well, you're stupid, but you're godless, whatever, you know, like how, how do we move forward together? Cause you and I obviously are not going to agree on some, maybe even some fundamental beliefs about, about why we're here or why we're functioning. But we we also agree on some pretty fundamental key things like the humanity in each other and respect and dialogue and moving forward. So what does that look like for you? Well, I don't think religion is going to go anywhere. Um, right. unfortunately. So, uh, even when you like, you look at the research, like yeah. atheism and nons are growing numerically, but percentage wise, they're going to be going down, mm. uh, with Islam, uh, growing and Christianity kind of just, you know, floating and staying the same. I do see Christianity and well, all religion in general becoming more reasonable. I know that sounds condescending as fuck, so I apologize. Okay, but I, I do see them like okay, basically okay, becoming less fundamentalist in their beliefs. Yep, becoming more humanitarian. That's just that's a more appropriate way for me to say it. Um, to where they're like, you know, I might have a certain belief, but I don't. I ho- hopefully they'll say they'll realize I don't have justification for a lot of these beliefs, like mm. LGBTQ people going to hell. Yeah, just because of how, who they naturally are. Um, and so even if I do have this belief, hopefully they realize that there's not enough justification for it, that they're going to discriminate against other people. And then they'll at least stop, you know, 
acting out on that belief. I, granted, I would love if they got rid of that belief altogether because it's complete bullshit. Hmm. Um, and I have quite a few Bible posts about that. Why? <laughs> on a, on a textual, on a textual note. But um, I also see as as the majority of Christianity specifically gets more humanitarian focus, I can also see yeah. that that fringe group, that that fundamentalist crew, uh, becoming. Uh, more tightly wound. And I think we're already seeing that. Yes, we are. I've been following closely. And some of those guys are really like, I mean, there's a book coming out by a pretty well-known person in that group. Um, uh, Vody Bachman wrote a book and it's, it's called Fault Lines. And it's pretty much all about how, you know, the new social justice whatever is just Marxism and, and socialism. And it's already gotten like all this, you know, publicity in, in their circles. And he's on all these big podcasts because this is what they want to hear. They, they want proof that yes, anything that isn't our fundamentalist worldview is, is Satan. It's, it's Marxist. It's, it's godless. So you're completely correct on that. hundred yeah. percent. Well, I'll let you go on the record one. Well, I do definitely more, more liberal now. I'm definitely more libertarian mm. and I'm definitely not a socialist. Yes. <laughs> so, heads up to anyone listening. <laughs> no, but you know, my point is like that kind of slur. It's like, you yeah. know, socialism, there are just things that are just thrown against the wall. It's like, I don't even subscribe to that ideology. <laughs> Well, it's interesting how, how politicized religion has gotten. I mm-hmm. think that's, that's, it's not even religion anymore. It's, it's like something worse. It's a hybrid of fundamentalism, religion with extreme political viewpoints. Yeah. And we, I, we see that happen with Trump yep. and they have, they, there was some sort of marriage there between these two ideologies. And it is, it is dangerous. It is a secular hu- humanist's worst nightmare um, because they are, it's, it's, polit- it has political ramifications yep. and it's fueled by social religious nonsense. Yeah. And it's Hon- dangerous. Honestly, I could not agree with you any more strongly on, on almost everything you just said. And I really believe, especially just reading some light American history, the seeds for what we saw in 2016 were planted in the 80s, planted in the 60s mm-hmm. with the moral majority, the Jerry Falwells of the world, and the, the harvest, to use some Christian language, that we're reaping as an evangelical church, This is it, it's terrible. I mean, it, it's rotten to the core, frankly. Um, and, and like you said, both of us saw 2016 and we're like, uh, what the hell is going on with this faith that, you know, I claim to give my life to? Like, what is happening? So I'm with you 100%, and I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm hoping, I, I don't know what the future will hold, but I'm hoping that, like you said, Christians become much more humanitarian and much more humanist in a lot of ways. Um, you know, recognizing that if we do believe that the image of God is stamped on every single human being, then that means that they're all worthy of dignity, respect, love, and freedom. I mean, frankly, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm hoping that we get there. I, I don't know though, but I certainly hope so. Yeah, it'd be it'd be definitely nice for sure. But the the, the issue is is it's kind of like I, I I'm actually pro labels. If, if you're a person describing who you are, I'm okay with labels. Like I don't mind labeling myself as an atheist because that's me trying to show people to give them an understanding of who I am. I understand the dangers of me saying you are a such and such like yeah that that is me categorizing you and putting into a box and within stereotypes that could be dangerous when it comes to fundamental fundamentalist religions i have i have or at least within christianity mm. i have one really simple definition for fundamentalism and that is a person who replaces reality with their own mm. and if they're <clears throat> And if, and if their beliefs causes them to do that, they are dangerous in my opinion. Hmm. So a, a very simple example would be a person who believes that the Bible is inerrant. And if so, if, if you're a Christian listening and you believe the Bible is inerrant, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. You're a dangerous person hmm. because we know for a fact the Bible is not the inerrant word of God. Hmm. Um, we, we have no originals. I don't need to get into all that stuff, but we know there are errors in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We know that there are gross errors in the Bible. And to say that this is some supposed word of God, that is to completely turn off all reality and to replace it with your own. It's indoctrination, more than likely. And you can have all sorts of gymnastics to justify the cognitive dissonance with what a supposed word of God looks like and what you actually have in your hands, hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. 
please challenge that beliefs and think critically and look at the text and come to the conclusion that there, while there might be some truth in that Bible, that does not necessarily mean it is the quote unquote word of God. And I really hope if people listen to anything who, who, are, who are listening to this podcast, mm. that they really think critically because mm. yeah, that really screwed my relationship with God quite a bit. And also I end up as an atheist, but you know, you know, but like you said, I have, you know, over 10,000 followers and most of them are not atheists. Yep. I did, I did a poll not too long ago. Most of them are atheists of some sort or, or Christian. And yep. they, they understand this about the Bible. So that, that's my little, little no, PSA that's there. That's right. When, when I shared one of your posts about a week ago, several people messaged me, oh, I follow him too. And they are definitely some form of Christian somewhere. And they all said the same thing. It's challenging. It's thought provoking. I enjoy following him. So you're definitely right. All right. Last kind of fun question. Well, not fun, but just a little more mm-hmm. like, I guess, tongue in cheek, you know, I'm not sure if you all can right. really answer this, but so something I've thought about is because you, like, like you, I also grew up and was in a very fundamentalist upbringing and Whenever you leave something, it is easy to go to the other extreme of the fundamentalism of the other side. You know what I mean? Like this, mm-hmm. like, no, this is definitely it, right? So t- kind of a two-part question. One, are you concerned about becoming a fundamentalist atheist at all, given that you've already been on one side of it? And number two, do you think that there's ever, as far as you can tell, any possibility you'll come back to some theistic framework in your lifetime? Uh, two, the answer to number two is super easy, and that's no, unless okay. this guy shows up. Okay. That's, it's, it's simple. Like I know a lot of people like to talk about divinity. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the Christians that I still follow that we we're, we're cool with each other for the most part, but they'll say like divinity is within me. I just cringe so badly at that. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I'm that, not offended. That, it's fine. <laughs> like it's, it's not hurting anybody. Right. I, but I'm just like, why? Like what's what's the point of saying that you're you're your own god? Awesome, you're an atheist, and <laughs> like that's, that's that's pretty much my opinion. Just you're just calling it you're calling yourself something other than, than God. Anyways, so unless like I said, I, I already told you my criteria for me to believe in a God. He right. needs to come down here and introduce himself. You know, get that shit on camera, then we can talk. Right. <laughs> uh, but the first question is, you know, fundamentalism. Yes. So. I, I think there's definitely something to that. Uh, there's a reason why a lot of Catholics, when they leave Catholicism, they, they're just kind of like, whatever. There's a lot of Catholics who just stay whatever because they're Catholic and they never leave Catholicism. Mm. But I, there is there is definitely a pendulum swing. And I think it has to do with more personality than anything else. I think personality types are drawn to different types of, of group of groupthink. Definitely. And, and I'm aware of this. Like I will, I'm a huge pursuer of truth and mm. I thought I had it. I thought I knew it. I thought I knew the person who wrote the truth. Mm. You can't get better than that. Right. 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 And, and then when I realized I was wrong, like that was earth shattering. Like my entire perspective on reality was completely shattered. Like it was, you know, waking out, waking up out of the matrix. I'm like, Holy crap. The earth is not 6,000 years old. Mm. Holy crap. This mm. is, there is not a God dictating or, or monitoring every single thought in my life. This is bizarre. What am I going to do? Right. And so what do I do? I kept on pursuing truth. Mm. And as an atheist, you know, I'm, I am going, I don't hundred percent support the deconstructing community anymore uh, because of the whole divinity thing. Like, I was, I was trying to respect people who were in that area and I, I, I still respect them. Like also we're having this conversation, right? but I'm also very much a secularist now right. and I, I cannot encourage a person, Hey, keep on doing that as long as you're not doing harm. Hmm. Because in a sense, I still find that uh, like logically harmful. Hmm. Um, I, I find it harmful for a person to believe in something without evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to at least, gonna, if you just want to say, Hey, you step back and like, hey, I'm going to take on faith. Like, I can't, I guess I can't really argue about that, but I do find that so harmful because if you're going to believe that without evidence, you know, without much reason, I'm sure you have your reasons or else you want to do it. Right. But without, in my, in my opinion, critical reasoning sure. and, and things that can be proven, you know, via science, you know, within this realm of reality, mm. then I don't know what else you can be convinced of. And right. that to me is yikes. I don't know where that, where that can go. Hmm. Um, and so if I want to promote critical thinking, I'm going to be doing more damage and more harm in the short term, at least to these people who are in that, in that deconstruction community. 
in which they may not find me very safe. Right. So hopefully that makes sense. It does. So I don't know how I got on that, but <laughs> coming, coming back. So it, I was a very angsty atheist for several months and then, and then I kind of chill it out. Now I'm just kind of like, I, if there is no evidence for it, I'm not going to believe it. And if it's this, no, Carl Sagan, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mm-hmm. You're saying that there's, there's a God and there's divinity within you. Cool. That's going to require a heck of a lot of evidence for me to believe that. Mm. Otherwise, I think you're just lab- labeling something as divinity and calling it divinity when it's really just your, your consciousness and your own psychology. Um, so I do believe that it's easy to swing from fundamentals to atheism because we are so like enamored with the idea of truth and that mm. pursuit of truth. Uh-huh. Like we want to know things. Yeah. I ended up being an atheist because I realized how much I cannot possibly know. Hmm. That's why I, that's why I'm atheist. It's not that because I have learned that there is no God. Right. And I can't know that. Right. But it's because I just simply don't know. Hmm. And there was so many things I was so certain of and so uh, convinced of and confident in as a, as a theist. And I realized I have no grounds for believing any of this hmm. at all. And so that's why I'm like, well, okay. I'm, I, I don't look at atheism as a complete swing against theism. I look at it as like resetting the, the foundation from the, from the ground up. I'm like, okay, you know, people have this house, this, this theistic house. Mm-hmm. It got completely bulldozed for me. Some people like to salvage a kitchen or whatever. I, I don't really care. <laughs> for me, I'm like, no, I, I, I was convinced of things that were not true. And I convinced myself that they were true. And so now I need to really, t- I need to test everything. I need to doubt everything. I need to question everything. Mm. And if something is true, I'll lay that brick down and then another brick. And, and then I'll, I'll build the foundation back up. But until I have reason to believe something, I'm not going to put that brick there. Hmm. All right. I get that. I understand it. And I respect it. <laughs> and I appreciate that you're honestly, I mean, I think it takes some people will, you know, who maybe will come on, like they'll try and, you know, be like, not that you're being um, like rude or being actually very polite and nice, but they're kind of screwed around like the issue, you know, like, well, yeah. maybe not you, Tim, but I appreciate that you're like, no, like Tim, like I disagree about this whole divinity thing. I'm like, you know what? I respect that because now I know where you stand, you know where I stand and we can coexist, you know, like we can coexist. So I appreciate you, Will, taking time, um, you know, to come, you know, on the show to uh, to e- explain your perspective, your views, how you got to where you are. I think that... Um, if people are listening, you know, that I'm sure they're taking away things that are like, wow, this is really thought provoking. and I have to do some more digging. You know, I, I would imagine people who are maybe deconstructing a lot of times they do deconstruct right from the Bible first. It's kind of the first mm-hmm. thing to go. Like, what is this book that I've been told is God's direct black and white word to me? So I, I with hope, some red. Yes, with some red, depending on the translation. Right. So I do hope that uh, that people look into Bart Ehrman and, and watch some of these debates, because I, I'm a big fan of it personally, just like you, mm-hmm. of the debates. They're so great. You get so much knowledge out of them. You get to hear two perspectives right alongside each other. And uh, I think that really helps people move forward. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you um, doing that. Anything you want to plug, um, you know, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Go for it. Yeah. So I'm mostly just on Instagram. Uh, I'm probably gonna be a lot less active once I start my job. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I'm still gonna be on there. I'm on clubhouse on occasion, but essentially that's, that's it. Um, Instagram and clubhouse. Um, I did just start a buy me, buy me a coffee thing. Um, cool. because people were literally asking like, I want to send you money. I'm like, and I'm like, guys, I, I have a wonderful job. And then I got employed. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, I'm putting like, like my, my screen time on my phone is, is disgustingly horrible. You don't got to tell and me I, my friend. I get and it. And I'm like, this is, this is pathetic. I, I oh my gosh. It. I need to get a job. Yeah. And so yeah. and I'm like, you know what? People are wanting to ask or, or literally just ask me how, how they can support me. If There you go. So go, if you want to go to my Instagram page, click on, on my link in bio, Perfect. you can buy me a cup of coffee. And right. that makes me so happy. Right. Um, well, but other, but that's, that's it. My Instagram and, uh, and I'm not even really on clubhouse anymore. It's I, I'm on there. It was, it was cool for a hot minute for me, but I don't know. There's just something about spending hours and hours on something and then yeah. not having that, re- that data recorded or anything. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, 
I did like, I like conversations. Early. Yeah. I like conversations. That's nice. But I like conversations. Yeah. Well, I know that, that you often go IGTV live with, with like someone who is maybe still a Christian or, you know, whatever. And you like have a really good dialogue. So, well, there you have it, folks. Definitely check out. I'll, I'll make sure I put your link in the show notes for you, Will. That way people can click on it right there and hit oh, that follow awesome. button. So, um, yeah. But again, Will, I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot that, that you would do this. And uh, of course, I wish you the best. So thank you. You too, bro. Thanks so much for a great conversation. Absolutely. 